Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode 553 of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Eric Miller and Jess Rivers. Today we're talking about a topic that we, I don't think we've talked much about this, but we've got a lot of questions from our community on how we raise money for our property business free wild. So we're going to talk about fundraising. What's up, Eric? Are you excited for this? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, it's a big focus of ours for free wild. And, you know, I, I used to, I've done quite a bit of fundraising in the past for my real estate investment company when we were buying houses, flipping houses, apartment buildings, stuff like that. But what we're doing with free wild is a bit different, right? I've never taken this approach before where we're raising money for a company, a brand, a vision, and then the different structures behind raising money. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. And realizing how much money is actually in the short term rental space. If you have a unique vision, if you have a unique, you have the experience, a unique vision, and you're solving a unique problem in the space, there's a ton of investors who want to get involved in short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to start this conversation. This is going to be a big focus of ours inside of Freewild over the next uh, however long it's going to take for us to put all this together. You know, one one thing that I've learned from watching multiple friends go through fundraising, multiple different C levels of fundraising it seems like they're always raising for their companies. So once you decide to enter into that arena, you're you're going to constantly be in that space of raising money. So I'm excited to kick this off today with talking about what we just did to close our first round of funding, which is a lot of fun. The vision for what we're doing for Free Wild and then uh you know, I think this is going to turn into a bit of a series on the podcast mm-hmm. and of course, in the mastermind as well, focusing on and helping our students get, raise money as well from what we're learning in the process. So yeah, that was a long response to saying, yeah, I'm excited about this topic. Yeah. And uh, this is definitely going to be a series because there's so much to talk about, right? And this is, well, if you raised money, you've raised money before. This was the first time that I raised money, but I've been on the other side. I've invested right. in startups and then you know, invested in lots of different things. So you know, I've I've experienced on the other side, which also helps to understand like what it's like on the other side, right? But I think I think let's start with well, what I've learned is uh, we we are in a very unique kind of environment right now, right? Where it's very hard for investors to find a good return on their investment. So I was looking at you know I was looking at some you know, some different different options for investors right now. Like with with inflation at, at like six, seven percent, right? In a lot of places where you put your money, you're actually losing money. Hmm. Right. If you if you put your money in a savings account or even if you buy like a like a, a US treasury that will yield you like three or four or five percent, you're still losing money. Like the money that you have in your account a year from now is still gonna buy you less than the money that you have in your account right now, which is very unique. Like I, I can't think of 
yeah, I, I didn't. I think since I've lived in this world, it's always been it's always been easy to get like a positive return on your money. Whereas right now, it's very very hard, and I think that's why there's a huge opportunity for us to to raise money because real estate, especially short term rentals, is one of the few places where you can get a positive return on your money right now. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, real estate's always been a, you know, the, the stronghold for investors. What's exciting about short-term rentals is like in the real estate game, you know, you focus on long, the long game, you focus on long-term rentals, which you'll generate a little bit of cash flow on these properties. But the, the main game in real estate is the long game, focusing on buying assets that will appreciate over time, but also why investors love it, obviously, is because it's a physical asset where you can put your hands on it, you can touch it, you know where your money is, and it's secure. And real estate against you know inflation is one of the best investments to put your cash into because you have... with If you invest in the right property, you have the right income, cash flow coming in, but you also have appreciation over time. And then here in the States, you know the tax laws are designed to benefit real estate investors, business owners, things like that. People that are investing in housing, people that are investing in jobs, people that are investing into energy, right? This is all the stuff that individuals need for a thriving country. So tax advantages are there for investing into real estate, right? Over time. That's why so many people go into it. But real estate is a slow game. It's not something that you get into and you start making money immediately, right? It takes a very long time. What I've noticed as a real estate investor in the short-term rental game is... And the conversations I'm having with investors, again, why they like it is because of the what we just talked about, the tax advantages, the appreciation, all of that. But then you also have this unique asset that's attached to the real estate, which is the hospitality brand, right? Which is short-term rentals, your two, three, four, sometimes five Xing long-term rentals on your properties. Yes, there's a lot more management. Yes, there's a lot more moving parts to it, but you have this exciting factor of short-term rentals and hospitality, which is increasing the revenue of this property, ultimately increasing the value of the property as well. Right. So we've been preaching about this a lot of buying old vacation rental communities and converting them to modern short term rental experiences. As investors, they're excited about that because they see us going in and acquiring these old assets, renovating them, bringing them to a modern standard, but then attaching a brand and operational arm to it that will increase the revenue of that property. Right. So. Yeah, the conversations that we're having with investors is like, especially in investors that have a lot of cash. And to clarify too, like the investors we're talking about are high wealth individuals. We're not talking about banks. We're not talking about things like that, institutional money. We're talking about local investors that have a lot of cash that are looking to secure that money in assets. And I'm definitely seeing a switch where... The investors that we've been talking to and just our friends that are high wealth individuals that are throughout the last few years have been focusing on trying to really increase, invest in things that have outrageous returns and these big opportunities to now saying like, hey, I just want to park my money in the right investments with the right people and get involved in something exciting, right? 
So that, that's, you know, that's definitely a dynamic of what, what I'm seeing the conversation shifting for investors. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last few years, especially with the rise of crypto has been, has been kind of interesting. Like a lot of people, a lot of people made a lot of money with that. And then, you know, so suddenly 8% doesn't sound exciting or right. 7% when you're talking to a crypto person who's like, oh, I made 120% last year, right. you know? But it seems like with with crypto, as it's gone down now, I think the I think everyone's kind of getting off their cloud and going back to reality of like, okay, let's just focus on the long term. And you know, I always think like the main, the first goal of, of investing is to is to preserve your wealth, right? It's to preserve the purchasing power of of what you have. And then secondly, it's like, okay, how how can we grow that over time? Um, and yeah, real estate, especially short rentals, is is a great place right now to do that, right? So let's talk about because the first question that always comes up from when when I talk to hosts and, and our students and everything, the question is always, well, where do you find where do you find investors? That's right? always it's, the first question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, funny because like when we started talking about raising money, my mind went to like, okay, well, let's go to the place where. The marketplace for investors, you know, like, but there's not really a marketplace. So you can't, there's no Airbnb for like what matches like investors with like, you know, people who have a place for people to match money, put their money at least as, as far as I'm concerned, right? There's a few platforms out there, but like those aren't the starting point for you, right? Like, so to, to dive into like where to find the investors, it's like we preach about this all the time. You and I invest into these. We run a few of these. It's all about your network, right? So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be an investor, you want to grow a real business, you have to consistently be networking with people that are other entrepreneurs that are investors, people that have networks that can connect you with people. It's a constant game of networking. If you're home and I fall into this trap every once in a while where I realize like, oh man, I haven't really left my bubble in the last, you know, a couple of months or whatever it is because I'm working on the thing. I realize like, oh, I got to go out and I got to network. I got to go to the places where the investors are and I got to share the vision with as many people as possible. Right. So the number one thing is always about network. And if anybody knows my story, like I literally moved across the country from New Jersey to California to specifically build my network nearly seven years ago. I moved into an entrepreneur house to get plugged in with other six and seven figure entrepreneurs who are all focused on growing their network. And what's beautiful, literally today, a friend of mine, Daniel, who just had his baby's son just two days ago. So shout out to to Daniel and his family. He just texted me. We were chatting a couple of days ago about, you know, his son coming into the world. And he just texted me, Hey brother, I thought thought to ask, is there anything I can do for you? Either introductions to someone like you you'd like to connect with or bounce ideas off of. Right. So these are just people in my network that are just like, Hey, how can I bring you value? Is there anybody that I can introduce you to? So how do you think I'm going to respond to this? I'm going to be like, yo, we are looking for investors. We're talking to investors about this idea. We're putting this pitch deck together. We have a business plan. I want to get feedback on my pitch pitch deck. So I understand what investors are looking, looking for. Can you send this out to some of the investors that you know that would be open to giving me some feedback? Right. So how to find investors and, you know, listen, for most of the people that are listening to this that have raised money, 
you know it's going to come from your network. It always comes from your network. If you look at the the stages of fundraising for a company, the very first stage of fundraising is friends and family. Always, right? From there, you go into seed, and then there you go into Series A, right? Where you start expanding out to different investors. So where to find investors, it's, it's the... And this is part of what we teach in Legends X with the property abundance plan. Mm-hmm. It's all about the network that you build and the authority that you create around them. So the very first part is you've got to be out there networking and sharing your vision with as many people as possible. And then from there, you're going to start getting texts like I get on a weekly basis from people of just saying like, Hey, how can I help you? Who can I introduce you to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you never know, you never know who that investor could be. Right. I mean, it could be your neighbor, or it could be, could be a friend, a family member. You just don't know. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the strategy is like you consistently share the vision of what you're building with the world with as many people as possible. And obviously we're doing this through, through a podcast, but not, not just through a podcast. Like, right. Like you just mentioned, you were, you, you were at a wedding, right? You were talking to everybody about it. Yeah. Talking about free wild. I'm talking to, to my entire network. And, you know, so far, like we haven't really, we haven't actively really like had to go out and literally pitch people because our first investor just came, you know, organically through us just sharing with our network. Right. So, yeah. So, so that's the biggest takeaway from this is, is number one is you have to network and you have to share this vision with everybody where I see a lot of people fail in this is that they're asking for money. They're at, Mm -hmm. they're seeking investment versus seeking feedback, right? So that's our approach now. And this is, this is what I learned when I was living in the entrepreneur house. It's like you never approach with you in mind. It's always how to get feedback for, of course, for you to grow, but also understanding how you can give value. Just like how Daniel reached out to me. My response is like, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. I want to talk to investors, but I want to get feedback on my pitch deck. So when we're ready to raise the 20 plus million that we want to raise, we have all of our ducks in a row to approach the investors, right? And then I'm going to follow up with who can I introduce you to? Who can I support you with? Right? So that's always one of my favorite questions is, is there anything I can support you with? Is there anything I can support you with within your business or your personal life? Any introductions I can make for you? Right? And it's like, if you bring value to people, they will bring value back to you over time. And then if you leave with curiosity that you want to learn and get feedback on the things that you're doing, it's going to create conversations and people will connect the dots, especially if you're having the right conversations with the right people, right? So always leave with that. So right now, so I was at a at a wedding and with my old roommate who just got married and we lived in the the entrepreneur house together. So half of the the wedding there were all these entrepreneurs that we've become very close friends with that have, you know, small businesses to some of the biggest businesses in the world. And all we're doing, obviously we're having fun, but all we're doing is sharing our vision back and forth and everyone's giving value, right? So I'm there, I'm not asking for money. I, I guarantee you some of those people will invest into Freewild at some point. I'm not asking for money. I'm saying, yo, this is the vision. This is what we're creating. This is what, what I, how I'm approaching this business. And then this is our vision on raising money and how we want to implement it. Oh, well, I went down that path and this is what happened to me. And they start giving what's called experience shares, right? Mm-hmm. Which is 
one of my most favorite way of sharing is like, not if I were you, I would do this. It's, Hey, I did this and this was the result I got out of it. And this is where I see what you just said, connecting with this lesson here. Right. So a lot of that is coming from a place of how to, you know, how to find investors is you're networking, you're bringing value, but then you're also asking for experience shares on what it is that you want to raise money for. And I guarantee you people start connecting the dots, right? And they already have, they already have. And that's, that's how we're going to raise most of our funds is through our, our network. And it's going to be from us sharing with the world what the vision is and asking for support on how to fine tune that vision. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, as you mentioned that, because I stayed at a, at a hotel a couple of weeks ago by, a friend that I have here in Panama actually owns a lot of land. He owns hotels and lots of stuff. But I was curious to... I know he raised money. So I was curious how he raised money. So I was doing the same thing. I was asking him like, hey, how, what would your approach be? But then suddenly like it also came to my mind like, oh, he might actually also be interested in uh, in investing, right? As we're, as we're talking about it. So yeah. So I think the big takeaway is Always lead, always lead with value, right? In any, any relationship building or any networking, always ask yourself, like, how can I bring value to this other person? When you consistently bring value to other people, I think Chip Conley was in our mastermind one time. He called it karma capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right? I really, I really like that term, karma capitalism. Yeah. yeah and you're leading, you're leading that with authenticity, right? You truly want to bring somebody value, right? I see a lot of times startup entrepreneurs are doing it in a way of trying, still trying to figure out what they can get out of the situation versus saying like, I really want to bring value to this person. How can I, how can I connect them, connect the dots here? And then point two here. So obviously investors is one thing. How do you find investors? We'll do many, many conversations on how to do that. Because once you get through family and friends, then there's investor networks, and then there's equity funds, and then there's bankers. They're, they're, like The chain just keeps growing and growing and growing. There's so many different... Money is not a problem. Finding money is not an issue, right? Number two is the vision, right? You need a compelling vision to... Especially if you're in the, the early stages of your business, if you're like, hey, I already proved this short-term rental thing. I want to go out and I want to have, I don't know, whatever it is, 10,000 units around the world. I want to have 1,000 units. I want 100 units. I want 10 units, whatever it is. And you want to go raise. The very first thing that you're going to do is go to your family and friends, right? Because you have to prove the model. But you need a compelling story, a compelling vision on what you want to build, Right. It can't just be, I want to buy short term rentals and set it and forget it and make some money. The reason why we're attracting in so many people right now into free wild is because of the vision of what we're creating. And it's the, it's attached to a compelling story behind that vision. Everything from how we came up with the concept to how we, the people that are part of the, the plan, how the, or the business, how the property kind of fell in our lap, how the first investor kind of just re- really believed in what we were doing and wanted to support us. And now how that's growing the whole thing. You need a compelling vision with a compelling story because fundraising in the early stages, it's not about, yes, the numbers are important. You have to show your investors how their money is being taken care of, how their money is going to grow. 
what their returns are going to be, what the exit plan is going to be. Like all that stuff is very important, but that is not the deciding factor because people with money get introduced to opportunities every single day, right? What they're looking for is that compelling story that they can connect to. Who are the people that they're investing into and what is the vision that they're investing into? So if you have that story behind you of who you are, why you are building, and this is again, what we teach in Legends X is the VOS, right? And part of, as I was going through these show notes, I'm like, what do hosts actually need? And it's like, wow, we actually do need the VOS in place. We need a compelling vision. And then obviously we need the operations to support that vision and we need the plan to scale that vision, right? So investors are going to invest into you. They're going to invest into your vision and your story. You have to back all that up with the right numbers. Right. And we'll go into something here in a second of not over delivering. It's under what's the famous saying? It's under promise and over deliver. Under promise and over deliver. Right. I was listening to Joe Rogan's latest podcast that came out with, I think the guest name is Coffeezilla or something like that. He has a YouTube channel, Coffeezilla, that he goes in and kind of breaks apart scam artists and all this stuff. And they were talking about FTX and how FTX, huge exchange for crypto, had billions of dollars in money and went bankrupt in three years. And they had this huge growth and bankruptcy in three years, right? Or four years. But what he was talking about is like all the Ponzi schemes, all the... Essentially, if it's too good to be true, it probably is not true. Like it's too good. Like it can't happen. Right. So if you're promising your investors that you can get 12, 15, a hundred percent on their money, whatever those big numbers are, you're going to get a lot of resistance to that from the savvy investors. Right. But if you can show, Hey, we're actually conservatively, we're going to deliver 7% returns on our money. And this is how we're going to do it. Over time, over the course of 20 years, we could potentially get to this level. But you have to show real numbers and and back that up. Most investors are not going to dive into it because you, you're promising them that you can deliver them 15, 20, 25% returns. You have to do something absolutely incredible and innovating. But in our space, short-term rentals, show... It's all about the vision and the story, that compelling story behind it. And you want to back that up with realistic numbers that you're confident that you can deliver on, right? And then as you start expanding and you bring your team on, then you can over deliver on that if you're making the right investments and you're operating correctly and marketing correctly. But a lot of people, when I talk to our students is like, they're in the mindset that they have to, they have to deliver these incredible returns and they're giving up so much stuff to try to get those big returns. And when I'm learning, it's like, it's more about in this early stages, it's about the story. It's about the vision and then backing that up with realistic numbers. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Disagree with that? What are your thoughts on that? No, 100%. Yeah. Cause what comes to my mind is, you know, when we're looking for money, we have to realize that it's there's two sides to the equation, right? Like investors and people that can invest money and deliver a consistent return, they need each other, right? So the investors need us just as much as we need the investors. So it's not because it's like it's easy to get in the mindset of like, oh, God, I, I need to rate money, you know? 
but everybody wants to have money, right? Yeah, but every not everybody can deliver consistent returns. And it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be crazy, right? Because I mean, what are the what's what are the other options, right? Where else are you going to put your money? Right? Exactly. I mentioned this, like yeah, stock market. You know, you get like you know a few percent dividends with current inflation. It's like it's just not really attractive. There's not a lot of attractive investment opportunities. It's, you know, interest rates are higher now, so you get a bit more return, but the real return, so minus inflation, there's just not a lot of opportunities. So I think we have to come from a place of like, hey, we have something valuable. We have something very valuable to offer to investors. And yeah, if you can, if they're, if you can show them something that's where they can get at least like a reasonable return with some upside potential, if things go well and it's an exciting, it excites them, like, then you know that's that's really all you need. I think a lot of people overthink it. Yeah. You know they spend too much time trying to create like a, you know perfect pitch or yeah. versus just start talking to people and like you said like get some feedback, right? Yeah, you get the feedback. Obviously, you have to at the end of the day, people are investing into what you're doing because they have money and they want their money to grow and they they want their money to be safe. But them as an individual, as the human behind the money. They get attached to the story. They get attached to the vision. They get attached to the people, right? Yeah. So we have to dial that stuff in. This is this is why, like in Legends X, when we were building this, I was like, "Hey, man, like the operations and systems and marketing and like all of that's great, but we got to help people get super clear on where what are they building at the end of the day instead of just being another short term rental operator or another real estate investor. What is that brand?" That by far is one of the most important things that we can focus on is who are we, where are we going, who are we serving, what is the problem that we're solving for our guests in the marketplace, right? We had one of my friends at the wedding, we were playing pickleball and just chatting. He's a very successful real estate investor here in San Diego. He's been doing it for many years and is absolutely incredible portfolio of uh, property around Southern California. And he has a handful of short-term rentals. It's not a thing that he focuses on because it's too much effort for him. But he has a ton of beautiful beach properties that he you know, turned into short-term rentals. And he said to me, we had a conversation about a year ago when he bought those properties. And he said to me that the advice I gave him a year ago had incredible impact on his properties. He asked me, what's the one thing that he can do to his properties, his Airbnb listings, to get an increase in bookings and revenue? And I said, create a brand. Create your properties under a brand and focus on a specific avatar. And he did that. He created each individual property was branded on Airbnb and focused on a very specific avatar. He said he increased the majority of his properties. He increased anywhere between 25 and 50% of revenue on those units with just that focus, right? And now he's doing it to another property that he just bought, right? So that was more proof to me that like, hey, this industry is growing so much that we need to... It's now like any other industry. We need to be branded. We need to focus on a very specific type of traveler. And that helps tell the story. All we're doing is telling stories, right? That's the front end of the business. It's telling the story of who we are, who we serve, how we serve them, what makes us unique from any, all the other hosts in the in the marketplace. And what is this vision? When it comes to the investors, what's this vision that we're trying to grow? And why would they want to get a part of this? Why would they mm-hmm. be a part of this, right? 
Then it goes into the other parts of the VOS, which is the operations and scale. We need to show that we have the experience, we have the systems, we have the team, or at least we have the knowledge that we need to acquire and develop all this to run this vision, right? And that's a big part of why the investors that are coming to us are confident in what we're doing is because we have the experience in the short-term rental side. We've never grown a business to the size that of the vision that we have with Freewild. However, we have ran multiple businesses. We know this industry inside and out. We know how to hire people. We know how to manage that. That's not the O, the VOS system is we have the operations down. And then we have a very specific scale plan on how to grow the business to acquire more properties, to acquire customers, which are guests off the Airbnb platform, and then how to acquire in more, more cash to grow. Right. So being able to go and speak to the investors and show like, Hey, this is our, our vision behind it. We don't have to have all that stuff built out. Investors aren't looking for you to have all that built out, but you have to be able to execute the moment that they decide to invest into you. Mm -hmm. And I also want to be clear here just for the listeners, because I know you and I are ranting right now. What we're mainly talking about is seed capital. There's like two main sources of capital here that you want to focus on. You have seed capital, which focuses on your business, your, your actual company and operations. And you raise that, you know, what were you saying? Like the, the goal should be 12 to 18 months of runway. Yeah. That's right. right. For the seed capital. Right. And usually what, what investors are doing is they're investing into your company. They take a portion of your company your overall brand, your overall company for that capital. And most of those angel investors or seed, seed investors, look, I mean, you've been in that space, right? When you invest that into that money, you're kind of like, I don't, I, I hope this works. It's kind of like blackjack, right? You're putting the money on the table and you're like, I hope it works, but there's possibility that it doesn't. Right. So it's that type of mentality, right? That's behind it. But you're raising money to invest into your company, to hire your team, to build your systems, to, to do all of that. And then you have your second capital, which is what I call acquisition capital, right? Where you're acquiring money to for specific properties. There's multiple different ways of doing that. Raising on an individual property, you're raising in a fund. But essentially, you're raising money from investors to put that money into the acquisition of a real piece of real estate. And those investors own a portion of that real estate, right? That you raise. There's multiple different ways. And like we, we'll save the complexity of fundraising when it comes to like convertible loans and equity and all this stuff. But that's really in the main focus. So, what you and I have been talking about is really C capital. There's really no main difference to the acquisition capital. The biggest difference there is that you're focused on acquiring a piece of real estate. Those investors own a portion of that, that piece of real estate. And they're really just there f to secure their money and get a piece, you know, upside of the whole thing. First of all, it's good that you make this distinction, right? Cause we're kind of talking about those two different things. I think the way that investors approach those two things are very different, right? The acquisition one is. You're looking for you're looking for a consistent return on your money and to grow your money slowly over time. But when it comes to the seed, like that's a that's a risk investment, right? It's a risky investment. Like you have huge upside, but there's a good chance that you'll also lose your money, right? You lose all of it in in reality. Most most startups fail, right? So yeah, it's a different mindset, right? Like when I invested in as an angel investor, 
I always knew that, okay, I could lose this money, but I could win big, right? I could do like a 10, 20, 30 X of my money. So it's like, it's like money where you're emotionally okay with, with losing. But if you're doing acquisition investing, then you, you know, you're not in the mindset of I might lose this money there. It's like, it's the other side of the spectrum where it's more like you're going to be very risk averse with those, those type of investments. Right. Right. And that's where the trust and relationship building and the credibility, the vision and, and, and everything else comes and the numbers come into play. Yeah. It's funny, man. Like the wedding I was at this past week, the individual has a pretty successful company and you know, all the groomsmen the day before the wedding were at, you know, just kind of having drinks and just having a good time. And we all had, had a little speech for the groom. And one of his oldest friends that he grew up with stood up and started telling the story about how when our friend originally had this vision of creating this company, he thought he was crazy. He's like, no one's going to buy these products. Kind of, you know, it's kind of silly that you're doing this. You have a successful finance job. Why, why are you starting this company? And, you know, my friend, the groomsman had, had a, a very, or the groom had a, a very specific vision and compelling vision. So his friend who's given the speech said that he decided to invest some money. It was his first seed investment into this company. And it was a few grand or something like that. Something, you know, but in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm never getting this money back. And the groom's <laughs> laughing about the whole thing because 10 years later, that few thousand dollars that he put into this thing turned into an outrageous return. And he got such a massive payout because he was the first investor in this company and became extremely successful. Right. So everyone's laughing about that. And, you know, as you mentioned that, like that's, that's the vision when you talk about seed capital is these investors are compelled to either invest into you as the person or invest into the vision and the brand or both, right? And that's a perfect example of this person putting that cash into this this early stage first investor. And he's like, oh, I'm never going to get this money back, but I'm going to help out, help out a friend start this company. 10 years later, turn, turned out to be an awesome decision, right? And yeah. So it's, it's those types of, when you, when you're talking about seed, it's like you have to tell the story and like the money that you're going to raise is coming from your, your surrounding network, right? So this is why it's so important to be plugged into communities. This is why it's so important to be plugged into masterminds and why you and I continue to even run masterminds ourselves. Like we're part of masterminds and being, and networking with people, but also, we create and run masterminds because we want our network to grow. And by being in front of the room, we're, we're able to not only grow our network, but we're also able to bring that value to people that are in our mastermind to help them with this process. It's not us being experts. It's us being connectors and conduit mm -hmm. between people. Right. So like that's some of the most important things that you guys can do or anybody can do in the space in entrepreneurship is grow your network. Yeah. 100% goes go just going back to network is is your net worth. Well, now that we're on the topic of masterminds, why don't you make a a big announcement here? <laughs> sure. Let me see. Yeah, I was just trying to think if there was anything else. Look, for the listeners, we're going to do more and more of these conversations yeah. around fundraising, 
we're going to bring in some of our advisors, some of the people that we're working with, people that we're learning from at fundraising. Our goals, you know, we raised for Free Wild, we raised 2.2 million so far through our, our investors. And we have a commitment of an additional $2 million for the expansion of the, the one hotel that we have. And then we're also in the process in the next three to six months to raise C capital. We haven't decided the cash, the number on that yet, but you know, the goal there is to put together 12 to 18 months of runway. And then ultimately the goal this year is to put together $20 million worth of funding to go out and acquire more of these projects. Right. So as you guys know, this podcast and kind of everything that we do from Legends X to the Rising Star Mastermind, which we're going to introduce to you guys here in a second, is all about what we're learning in the space. We're not trying to be experts here. What we're trying to do is like, hey, we have this this ultimate vision. We're executing. We're focused on this. We're talking and bringing as much value into our world. And then we have this platform and this you know, this, this interest and desire to kind of share what we're learning with, with the world. So you guys are going to hear more and more. If you guys are fundraising now, you want to learn more about this, just reach out to us, you know, either in the Facebook group or email, drop us a comment, whatever it is. But yeah, this is going to be a topic that we go further and further into. But yeah, so regarding the announcement, what we have starting today, which, which is very exciting. We're officially opening up the Rising Star Mastermind. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard us talk about this multiple times. This is our private mastermind that we've we've had open for nearly a year, maybe just over a year. Yeah, almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, almost two years. Time goes fast. This mastermind, we have about 80 companies in there from all around the world. And what up until this point, it's been exclusively for the students who graduate through the Legends X program. And we designed it to say, okay, we're going to help you in Legends X, help you build the VOS of your business. But then after those 90 days, obviously, we're still implementing, we're still growing, we're raising money, building teams, we need a a clear platform and community to help you grow. So we created the the Rising Star Mastermind specifically for that. And it's been absolutely unbelievable to see the results out of that group. We're seeing people double their portfolios in, in less than a year, buying hotels, buying property management companies, growing massive teams, growing their unit count, their revenue, their profit, all that stuff. Something that you and I are most proud of is people actually building enough systems and teams to get them out of the day-to-day to take vacation. So it's been absolutely amazing to see the results that have come out of that. And now that we're going further into Free Wild, building the brand, raising the money, building the systems, building the team, we have decided to open up the Rising Star Mastermind to just a select few of people. This isn't for everybody. It's not going to be a mastermind for the masses. And this is not a mastermind to learn the basics of Airbnb. This is not a mastermind where we're going to complain about our guests. And this is above that, right? This mastermind is specifically to have these conversations, poke holes in our vision, poke holes in our action, poke holes in what we're doing on a daily basis to grow our businesses. And what we're looking for is about 10 to 15 companies to join this mastermind in the next 30 days, right? So again, we have a very large network. We're, we're not opening this up to the masses. 
What we're looking for is like-minded operators, short-term rental operators that are focused on growing real hospitality brands and are currently working on it, right? I don't care the size of your business. That's never impressed me if you have more units or small units. That doesn't matter. What matters is your mindset of growing a real hospitality brand, acquiring real estate, growing your wealth through real estate, building real teams, building real systems. And you're an individual that is looking for that network, right? To plug into a network of operators that are focused on the same thing and growing unique businesses, growing and scaling. This is something very similar to what we did with the Legends Mastermind. All the legends that we had in that group are now in the Rising Star Mastermind, which has been awesome to to merge those two. This is 100% virtual mastermind as of now. I'm sure we're going to with the demand of the group, I'm sure we're going to have one or two events per year, just kind of connect and see everybody in person. But this is something that we want to open up because we want to expand our network and we want to help more and more people that are focused on growing real hospitality brands to plug in to our current network and also to uh, you know help you guys grow. So if that's you guys, if you're connecting with this, Essentially, what what you should do is run over to overnightsuccess.io slash RS. We just put up a a quick page with all the details on it. Set up a call to talk to me or Mariano. And we'll kind of walk you through. The goal here is to understand like, hey, are you a good fit for the group? And is this group a good fit for you? We had a lot of people that are interested in joining this mastermind in the last year and a half, two years. We've said no to everybody. Because we wanted to really dial it in and really understand how to bring the most value. So now that we're doing that, we're we're opening up just for a handful of people, and I'm excited to see you know who who comes along for this. It's going to be a powerful group. Yeah, no, hundred <clears throat> percent. Super excited to see. For us, it's just really important to be in the community with people that are al- aligned with us. Right? It's about the the goals that you have for your business. It's about the culture fit too of like, you know, we're just focused on like what, what gets us results, right? How can we support each other? Right. That's the, that's the culture that we've built in this mastermind. And yeah, it's, you know, it's becoming like a family almost, right. Where everyone's just supporting each other. And it's just crazy to see the amount of the amount of growth that happens in the group. It's just, it, it lights me up every single week when we get on zoom, you know, we're always sharing wins in the beginning of the call. That's part of our culture too. And it's just, it's, it lights me up to see like the amount of progress that people are making in this community, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to open this up for, you know, for, for a number of people. I'm excited because there's so much, there's so much opportunity, but we gotta, we gotta work together, you know, as business owners, like it's hard to figure everything out by yourself. So, <laughs> you know, we've learned that <laughs> the hard way too. So yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, Who's going to come through and apply? Schedule a call with us at overnightsuccess.io slash RS. Yeah. Right? Slash RS. That's it. Yeah. Slash RS for rising stars. Yeah. So I think, dude, like you hit the nail on the head. Like we got to work together as entrepreneurs. Like we all, now that we're growing free wild and we're talking to the world about it a bit more, we had the website up, we're doing a little bit of social media. We started the renovations. We're raising money. Like now that we're expanding this out there, and I'm kind of sharing more just from a place of interest with the world of what we're building here. More and more people are reaching out to us 
on similar ideas, right? Not as far as like, Hey, I have this vision of growing this style short term rental business, or I started buying these hotels. I started investing in this real estate. I started building this brand and it's incredible how many people are out there doing something similar as far as like similar vision growth and, and all of that, but we're all in our bubbles. And I I started laughing when you said that of like, we all got to start working together because you know, the last few months I realized like, like, man, we're so busy with running two companies, building two teams and doing all these things that we get lost in the day to day that just checking off the tasks and, you know, kind of working on and in the business that we forget to expand out and grow that network. Right. And it's something that I have a very powerful network locally when it comes to other entrepreneurs and I'm learning with them. But the level of entrepreneurs that I want to connect with inside the short term rental space, we don't have that as much. Like I love coaching the operators, the short term rental hosts that are on their way up. I love it. Like what we created with, with Legends X and helping that hectic host get out of their day to day. That's incredible. I love bringing and passing down the, the value and the knowledge that we're learning from our past experience and current experience down to those hosts, right? And seeing them on their way up. But I know that there's companies right now that have gone through that hectic host stage. They're focused on and they're connecting with the conversations that we're having, the actions that we're taking in Free Wild. They're focused on building brands. They're already building brands. They're already buying real estate. They're expanding teams, the whole thing. Those are the people I want to learn from. Right. Those are the people I want to connect with. I want to have dinner with them. I want to have a drink with them. I want to, you know, I want to connect with them on a weekly basis of like, Hey, this is what we did. And this is what we learned. What did you guys do? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that is how we're all going to be able to continue to scale these visions and these growth. If we look at the five stages of hosting, you know, the traditional host, the side hustle host, the hectic host, the rising star and the legend, For us to truly build real hospitality brands and real wealth here, we have to hang out at the top of that pyramid. We have to hang out with the rising stars and the legends. And we have to be able to bring them value. And our way of bringing them value is creating this mastermind and and cultivating the community, cultivating the the calls, the, the educational platforms, all that stuff, leveraging our what we're doing in free wild to bring in experts that we're learning from to speak to the group and connect with everybody. Right. But also that's where the places that I want to learn from, like I want to be able to bring value and then also get value from the people that are there on their opinions on our approach to grow in free wild. Right. So like, regardless of how big that group gets, we're not really focused on ultimate scale with that. We're focused on ultimate value in that group. Right. So it's like, those are the people I want to connect with. So if you guys are connecting with that again, reach out to us. I'd love to chat with you guys. We're looking again for just 10 to 15 companies this month to join with us. It's going to be a year long mastermind where we meet once a week. We have different structures on the calls that we go through. We bring in different experts to that we're working with and that we want to learn from to speak to the group. We have a whole curriculum inside the program from Legends X content to new content that we have brought in. And we're focusing on three main pillars with this group. We're fo- and it's very simple. Like as I was mapping this out, I was like, I was like, man, like when you look at other masterminds in the short term rental space or educational platforms and all this, they just have all this stuff, all these great ideas that are all over the place. 
But I realized like there's three main things that we have to focus on to build successful short-term rental companies is number one is the guest. They always have to be at the top, top of the pyramid is the guest. Number two is the property. And number three is the brand, right? Like we focus on those three things. We can simplify our action and simplify the knowledge that we're seeking and take action on that, right? So inside the Rising Star Mastermind, as we start growing this, and on daily basis, weekly basis, we're going to be focusing on those three. So the guest, the property, the brand, all the content, all everything that we discuss, all the people we bring in to, to educate us is all going to circle around those three pillars, right? And I'll save all the details for the, for the few that, that reach out to us on the mastermind or on the website. You guys can go to the website again, overnightsuccess.io slash RS. We're very transparent, laid it all out there. You'll see how we deliver, you know, the whole thing. But yeah, if you guys have, oh, by the way, we do have a minimum threshold. You have to have five units or more to apply for the mastermind or be established real estate investor. Okay. Again, we're not here to talk about the low level challenges or I shouldn't say low level because they're, they're all the entry level challenges of starting an Airbnb business. We're talking about growing real hospitality brands and that's who we want to focus on. So that's right. So that's it, man. I'm excited for it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. I'm excited to see who's going to, who's going to come through and be on this journey with us as we're scaling free wild this year. So with that said, that's it. That's it for today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great weekend and until next time. Adios. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.